Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is April 6th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, great. It's Chipper, are you gruntled? I'm gruntled. I've, I've been, you know, the media center's a, a delightful place. I'm well fed. Oh, uh, you're lying to the people. I'm the, getting so many angry texts from you about the media center. The, what the, are you talking I don't, about? I don't know if you enjoy the company entirely. I don't oh, know. And then, and then I had a call with you the other day. We're talking <laughs> ideas and things. You just sprinkle in the conversation. I'm going to get a pimento cheese sandwich. We go on. We keep talking about it. We talk about ideas. What should we write about the masters? What should we talk about? We're talking five minutes. Just interjected in there. Like five minutes later, God, this sandwich sucks. And then we just go back. I didn't hear anything more about the pimento cheese sandwich, but that's your official review. Just throwing me under the bus. I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm just saying this is is the scatterbrained calls we have. And that's that's your review of the media center for me. You're taking takes that I'm not ready to trot out. All right, okay. One man's takes or his decisions. (laughs) When you've broken the take code, you know, there's a demarcation of, you know, the... The person Did with you the have take, an NDA on me, your pimento cheese like no, Westy? No, the person that has to take, you know, gets the right to trot it out. You can't right. be just, you know. All right. Well, we'll look for a more you I know, know. fleshed I out struggle. take on I, it. I haven't been in a media center in a while it was since the PGA, and that was a little different. And it's like, you know, you got people all around you it's all good. the time. It's an energy I'm not really ready for, you know. People? In general, or what do yeah, you mean? Yeah, people okay. that you know, they, there's stuff going on. I got Netflix cameras that are invading my personal space. Yes, yes. <laughs> Give us more. Give us more. You know, no. I, I uh, you know, they aren't trying to film anything I'm doing. But, you know, they're 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 in there, and uh, us, you know, I can't get down and sit in my chair. So, you know, what, what am I supposed? Well, isn't that? It's a delightful experience. Yes. It's yes. the best. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to win you over. I don't know if they're trying to win you over. They just it's a they do everything they do it right top tier and it's a fantastic media I mean, center it's, they have the the benefit of coming back to the same place every year which is a huge thing yes sure. because they can set up infrastructure you know as you can imagine being at a place with portable infrastructure for an entire week you get porta johns yeah there's not some downsides club level bathrooms yeah. and things like that yeah that, that's the, that's a great setup in there what else are your impressions you know i think pimento cheese reviews is not the most original content idea for when it comes comes to masters so we won't go down that road i mean i will say that i was disappointed i'm a texture i'm i I like texture oh you're talking about you're going to the sandwich i like texture and there's a lack of texture it's a divisive issue we have the original recipe someone sent us like what the clubhouse recipe on the I napkin feel like if is it was and we got to reshare bread, that which would obviously be impossible to do oh, at a mass these southerners scale. in your ass well we got this chicago boy telling us how to do our bread on the panano cheese sandwich i just think that a toasted bread would really give it some needed <clears throat> structure okay all right what else is your what else are your impressions from now you've walked around one and a half days today was a washout uh dumping rain rory's down to two to one with all the rain that they've got <laughs> <laughs> soaking the course. You want to We're talk about congressional Rory? 2011. Let's, let's talk about on. Rory. What? I just, you know, the the press conference was just interesting. I thought. Oh, is that your the official opinion? Is interesting. I, I just, you know, I love Rory, and I think what I love about Rory is I feel like. You know, we all say we got, love Rory right before we're about to give well, him a no, give him just, a pop. What are you gonna say? Sometimes I think it sounds like if I was if if like you you were talking about golf. Yeah. About like, yeah, you know what? It's golf. Like it's something I do. Yeah. But Yeah. This is other things. You know, it's not like I don't I feel like I don't get answers of like if somebody asks you about like what do you do for a living? You would talk a little bit differently than what Rory talks about for golf. And, you know, at this point in, in life, I just don't. So you're suggesting maybe he doesn't have a maniacal focus that, that 
comp- ultra competitive golf demands at this point. Is that what you're? Well, and is that a so good I or bad? So I sat thing? through the t- the Rory press conference, and then I sat through the Tiger press conference, and it's like, you know, somebody asked Tiger about like was was coming back here and competing part of like your drive to make this Herculean, <clears throat> effectively Herculean recovery, mm-hmm. and it's like absolutely, like I love competing. And you hear Rory, and it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's just like a an, almost an apathy towards it. And I don't know if this is his mind games that he's trying to play to get over the hump here. Make him feel, but it it to me it just is he's uber talented in anything he would do. He could win this week. He absolutely could win this week, and I would not be surprised. But at the same time, I think like. Part of this is he's a guy that like is interested in other things. And I think one of the things with golf is that if you are not like so, so into being the greatest player in the world or being better than all your peers, hating losing. Nicholas said he won 86. He wasn't really a golfer anymore. Is that just a once in a generation thing? It doesn't really actually happen. It was just sort of a. Uh, you know, a, a one-off fantasy thing. I mean, I think occasionally it happens. It can pop, right? yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. He's right. very talented. Like, right. and um, but at the same time, it's just. Would you be surprised? It seems like you're telling me you might be surprised. If I'm not. Won. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Okay. Like, you can't count him out. But I think it explains a lot of like the last five years. Yeah, he's apparently switching golf balls. You know, Thursday night at. at Valero in between rounds at Valero, you know, it's just, uh, it's going to be windy. It's wet. I, I've just made a joke about the rain. We got soaked and then we were here. We are talking Rory, but this is the first of what we're going to have five straight podcasts. We're going to do yeah, Wednesday, we Thursday, Tiger. Friday. We have the full setup here at the Dratty cabin in Augusta. We are back. It's so good to be back. We're going to have what daily podcast. The preview podcast is always a fun one to do. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, a big reason we're back is because of B. Dratty. They came in, they helped sponsor the house, get us down here. It's been a couple of years. The pandemic has, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, abated a little bit. We're getting back to normal. Um, so, you know, it, it's been awesome to get down here for two days. Uh, I cannot wait for the delights that actual tournament will play. Uh, Maybe, tournament play will bring. Hopefully we get a slide tackle this year. <laughs> Maybe a, a balloon a, anecdote or a, two. A big man tumbling down, you know, on a, on a swing. <laughs> I mean, who knows what this week will provide. Uh, Hopefully it just provides an ounce of the, of 2019, but it's going to be a great week. And we're here because of Beatratty, our, uh, the official clothier. Clothier? Is that the brand? Is that the as apparel? Clothier? What, what's the pr- preferred know. nomenclature? Clothier there? sounds fancier. All right. Well, they've been friends of the program really since we first ever came to the Masters four or five years ago. Uh, it's great to have them on board again for another year. They're really good people, dedicated, you know, maniacally dedicated to to what they're making. Maybe they unlike us, Rory, they sent us some gear, some uh, scripting, some scripting. We do have scripting, and let me tell you. It's much better than any scripting. It's actual no stuff you'd wear. Scripting. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if we're allowed to. What's your favorite thing? What's your brands. favorite thing you got? I got a Zach short. Look, I want. I don't want to say this was hyped up. I, look, it was hyped up. It was hyped up. I thought the bar was going to be high to meet what I was told. It's a, you got uh, our friend there who's worked in apparel at all sorts of different places for thirty years. He's like, this is honest to God, the best short I've come across. And I was like, all right, all right. He's just, I, I don't know about that. And they sent it, and it's awesome. It's incredible. I'm not BSing you. I, I asked Will off camera. I asked, I think, you off camera. I was like, no, no, it's actually as good as he was talking about. Because we were ready to be, you know, he was he was overhyping it. Uh, Zach Short, I assume named after Zach Blair, Z-A-C. It's incredibly lightweight. It's about to be sweaty boy season. You know, it, that, that is coming around the corner. I would suggest you go to bdratty.com. Get the Zach Short. That is my recommendation for this uh, specific episode. You can also use the promo code SGS25, which gets you 25% off uh, at BeatDratty.com. A, a good amount, a good little discount there. That's my, that's my recommendation. You put me on the spot, and that's what I'm going with. All right? So thank you to BeatDratty again. For, we'll be here all week with the Dratty Cabin. It's already the nomenclature. Smartin's texting us. What's going on at the Dratty house? He want, and I said it's cabin. It's like Dratty Cabin. And there are no chips, so stay the hell away. 
So we'll be here uh, all week after after uh, each round. All right, we've dispensed with Rory apparently. No, already. I haven't dispensed. This is this is misconstruing everything I'm saying. Okay. I'm, I'm not, dispen- not construing or I misconstruing. I dispensed with it. It just, you know, I just, I wonder where on the priority level golf is. Mm-hmm. Sure, is that bad or good? No, healthy I don't. I have no like. You did seem like really philosophical after his press conference. You're talking about like, I want to write about this thing, that. You, you seem yeah, like I'm you made not, an impact. I'm trying not to step on too many takes here. You know, this is the problem with writing and podcasting. I think you just, uh, you know, but I, I say just, the same thing every platform in the world. You know, you, go on you TikTok. You listen to him. Talk about Rory. And you talk about, the thing that got me is, somebody asked him about the Grand Slam. And... Has it gotten easier? Has it gotten harder? And he said he thinks it's gotten easier because there's less pressure. For him, okay, yeah. yeah. And I always equate pressure um, and nerves when you're playing a golf tournament to the level of care that you have. And it seems to me Mm -hmm. that that is, I translate that to I don't really care about that as much anymore. And... You know, he, t- he, he talked, and I, it's understandable. There's more to his life now, a lot more. And it's something I've recently gone through, but, like, you you have, like, a way different um, hashtag perspective on life after a kid and uh, getting married, all these big life events. And I just think that at this point, golf isn't the number one thing on his plate. And, and I don't think that there's a judgment to make here. I think it happens to a lot of pros. Um, it's just that Rory, and it's not, it's Rory's decision where it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily think, like, I again, I'm not, won't be surprised if he wins. Um, but I think that it's just, it's his decision. And there's nothing wrong with choosing to be, you know, more invested in, in it's, you know, we expect everybody to be the, to fulfill all of their potential. And I think at this point, you know, especially with the start of his career, Rory probably hasn't fulfilled his potential. And there's still time, like he said in the press conference, I still consider myself young. Like, you know, I've got a lot of time. And this might be just a lull in his career until a second wave comes. But it just, to me right now, it just doesn't seem like golf is number one. In his life. I think he's mentally twisted himself into a pretzel, and especially here, especially at Augusta National. But that's not necessarily new ground. I, I, I would say I, I put out a call for one question. We may do more than one. It has to be esoteric. esoteric. And this is less than esoteric, but it says non-Tiger division, but it's related to what we're talking about. Who would the crowds be most behind on Sunday with the lead? Spieth, Rory, you know, open. I think it's Rory. I think that would be, you know, Spieth is obviously a favorite here. Um, and we're talking not Jason not, non-Tiger. <laughs> Who would crowds be the least behind? That's more Paul esoteric. Casey. I don't think there's enough antip- antipathy towards Casey. I mean, he's just a, a le- guy. That's a legitimate person that could contend, though. Isn't he hurt? Maybe a little bit. But it's a legit contender that I just don't think it would get any kind of buzz. I'm trying to think about who else would be that. It, it's it. Kokrak's up there. He's in the running. Hoagie? Would people be out on Hoagie? I think he's not a legit contender, though. Hoagie? The best iron player in the world, maybe, at the moment. Top 10 strokes gained approach. Tommy Tables? I don't know. There's just like... Who has has, engendered antipathy towards them? I I don't know. Did you see... What about Justin Rose? Rosie? (laughs) I I just think people think he's fine and some sort of nice young British chap. I think probably, you know, that's the thing. Nobody in the crowd has the sort of level of, of I don't know, uh, of angst or, or, you know, perceived slights or reasons to dislike someone like we do, right? We come up with things out of thin air. The crowd generally is probably more the benevolent. Patrons. Yeah, the patrons, I should say. By the way, talking about antipathy, we did not talk about this on uh, Monday. I, you we didn't even answer the question. Golf, it's it's Rory. I said it's Rory. It's definitely Rory for the most crowd behind. I I gotta say, crowd not behind. We I can't let this go without comedy. Spieth could be it. Uh, at the Chevron Championship. Beth Ann Nichols tweeted the crowd started booing the shit out of the Chevron executive. That might be the golf moment of the year. 
the, the poor Chevron executive. I mean, he's poor. Not, you know, he's not poor. He's not poor at all. No, sense, but, but he goes up there. He goes, to, and of course they're leaving. You know, Palm Springs area, and starts getting lambasted with booze as they're trying to give out a trophy to Cup Show. Again, just had to call that out. A, amazing moment. All right. Who's your who, who's your answer there? Spieth? I Rory? think Spieth. More I think, than Rory Slam? You know what? Like, I always go back to this because I, I, I... My grandma is like 96 years old. And every time I see her, she asks me about Jordan Spieth. You, she does not watch golf. The, yeah. She, right. It's just got like the grandma demo. She he's got like the the American demo. Yeah, he's American. That's why I think just simply because he's mm, American. It's a jingoism here. That's yeah, what you're suggesting. Well, I, I I'm not I'm not suggesting that. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. You're using fancy words that no, I, no, you no, know, no, I have no, rough no. understandings no, of. But no. <laughs> uh, I thought you know a cool thing while we're on Spieth, he's like an elder statesman. I watched him today uh, Tuesday. And like he played with Spawn, JJ Spawn, who was you know expecting to be home four days, three days ago, and like it was cool. Like Spawn's caddy is like talking to Spieth. Spieth's like pointing out like, oh yeah, the TV tower. They were on AT and T, and he was like walking them through the changes and how it's a little bit pushed back. It's just amusing to think of Spieth like is. I, I don't know. It seems like he could be headed for like a Crenshaw role, right? At, at the Masters, I'm not suggesting in terms of architecture and things like that. He's like 28 or whatever he is, and he's like sort of this guiding well, that's what light R- around Rory him. Rory was talking about that in, in his press conference. It's his 14th year here. He's like, it's almost half my life. Yeah. And then he started talking about life going quickly. Oh, God. I mean, I didn't mean this to be a Rory pod, but yeah, I, I, get a sense, I get a sense that he understands his mortality, which I don't think is necessarily a good thing for a professional athlete. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean... He hasn't won a major in eight years or going in eight years. It's not like a lull. You use the word lull. Speed, it's just in the number of years Spieth has been coming to the Masters. Sure, right, and yeah, yep. All right. What are other impressions of actually walking around out there? Do you want to do Tiger first? Is Tiger Let's better? Stop Tiger. Okay. I I as of now I, I plan I'm going on playing or I think I'm going to play as of now. Is he's playing. Going. Yeah. Um, I think when he got here, it was pretty clear that he was going to play. The, right. The test right. run was the flight up there last week. He said that so much, and it was, hey, I wanted to see how it was out here. I felt good enough, and mm-hmm. I'm playing. And I was, I was standing by the clubhouse on Monday, and I was in a conversation, and it was unbelievable when Tiger walked up because you heard the roar I mean, I was 150 yards from the first tee, 100 yards from the first tee. You heard the roar. I didn't turn around because I was in this conversation, but you immediately knew who it was, and I got goosebumps. And I don't want that to sound at all like a fanboy kind of thing, right? but it was just a moment where that doesn't happen on Monday practice right. rounds right. at anywhere. It's, it's not profound or original at this point to say, you know, talk about the crowd size, but it was it's worthy of it's worth acknowledging even like we're not we know we're repeating a lot of everywhere else and that's usually kind of just a talking point people just say because you got to fill up airtime, and so you talk about the crowds on tv like the tv's got to fill it up, up atmosphere descriptions like that was a real thing on monday in terms of the sheer number of people for a nine hole loop of nine hole practice round on a monday it was ridiculous and Thomas, Justin Thomas said it's the most people he's ever played golf in front of. And we're talking again about Monday. And it's not like, it's not even like, it's not like the US Open going to like a golf starved market, right? Like a Seattle where like everybody's going whatever day they can get like ticket. Of course, the Masters, everybody goes to practice day, but like it's people who want to go see the course. It's people who have done and seen this before. It's also maybe not the, they don't let, they don't sell like 60,000 tickets every day. Uh, but everyone still, that's, that's the story that concentrated around that comeback. It was crazy. And it was amazing too, because Rory was when they, when Tiger was coming up nine was another moment. I didn't go out and like follow him around, but when Tiger was coming up nine, I was, I was walking down 10 and Rory was coming up 18 and there's nobody (laughs) following Rory. It was just nuts. It's absolutely crazy. It's you're talking about one of the four most popular players in the world. 
Yeah. And there's nobody following them. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's just people out seeing the golf course, really. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's cool. It, it's just such an interesting thing to observe. I was, um, I was by the clubhouse today, actually, when he walked out to practice. And he walked right by me. And I was talking to the security guard. I was waiting to meet somebody. And I was talking to the security guard. And the, the gentleman, he was just like, watch this crowd move. And he walked out. And all the crowd is over kind of by the first tee and scoreboard. He walked to the putting green and like, then there's nobody by the first tee. I wish I had taken like a picture of before and after, um, because it's just, it's on, I, it's, it's going to be so exciting. He obviously said, you know, he was asked if he thought he could win. He thinks he can win. Um, the range balls we've seen people hit bear him hit have been impressive the the shots uh, you know freddie was gushing everybody was gushing. yeah billy boy you know with the first proclamation on it here's my thing on tiger um that i think is getting so the leg is clearly the the number one story related to tiger can he do this walk it's obviously a big walk that's not a a new storyline but I feel like we are getting so focused, solely focused on can he do this walk on this leg, on this reconfigured leg, that we're also forget like we're talking about how it's one of the most challenging and hilly places for him, that we're kind of forgetting the, the back, oh, the back, but also we're we're focusing too much on the physical. Like, oh, but by the way, it's a hard walk for him, but this is also like the place where he can kind of play with his C game and make the cut. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he knows how to play this golf course better than anyone alive. And I think we're really focused on the physical and rightly so, but we're kind of totally forgetting that the way he has played this golf course in the worst circumstances, coming back from a sex scandal, coming back with like having a busted ankle, having a a bad knee. Like, I think he's going to make the cut. I don't think that's crazy. I think he's going to make the cut because I don't see that. Now, when he gets to the 54 holes and 72 holes, may that be a struggle? It seems like... Especially we, that cold Saturday that looks like. You yeah, know, yeah. It could be that's like one of those days where problems. he just looks right. like you're just like, right. whoa. Right. Anyways, that's that's when my sort of impression is like, we are only talking about how hard a walk this is going to be for him. And that's true. But also, like, this is a course he knows how to play in his sleep and shoot 71, 72, 73. And I know there'll be those physical challenges, but there isn't a better course from uh, a fit and knowledge and history perspective for him to come off of a year and a half break or play without 100% fitness or 100% game than Augusta National. Like, I just don't see him shooting 78 here. I will say the one thing that is tough when you come back from a long absence from competitive golf is scoring in competitive golf. And what happens is there's a lot of sloppy mistakes. And I think the telling thing that I always look at from players coming back, look at his par five scoring early in the week or first day. And Mm -hmm. that's going to tell the story, Mm -hmm. you know, what happens when you have to string shots together, like par fives become a testament of sharpness because it's, it's about what happens, you know, around the greens and leaving yourself in the right spot. And mm-hmm. that's the difference, especially at Augusta between birdies and pars or birdies or and, and even birdies and bogeys. So I would really look at, at par, th- par five scoring as the barometer of what, whether he's going to hang around uh, on on Thursday and actually like really be a factor because I do agree with you, this is a perfect place for him. But in all those other instances, he had tournament reps in the lead up, and he, I mean, he, the guy, he always talks about reps and tournament reps and getting reps in before majors. And this is going to be the first time we see him really come into a major cold, if I if I recall correctly. Aside from the 2010 Masters, off the sex scandal, yeah. and I mean, he did the chip yips. He took like f- that was only four or five weeks off. I mean, but that was with a, a malady that was mental and physical. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just I, I, I I've come around to thinking like, of course he's gonna like make the cut here. It's Augusta, and he it doesn't mean he's gonna win or contend, but he just doesn't like put up the Rory, 
you know, 41. He just, even, even when he has, when he's spraying it or he has a C game. And then for all accounts, the shots are all there and the hands are there and the feels are there and the speed is there. It's just like, will he wear down at, you know, hole 26 or hole 30? You know, you just don't know. So. Yeah, it's it, it's awesome. It's what do you brings think? a whole dimension to the tournament, and I think it's it, you know it's, yeah. most importantly, it's brings the dimension because he like the tournament. If he doesn't play, would have maybe been about Phil not being here, and you know mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot. Honestly, there wasn't like we talked about the storyline. It just snuck up on us. His uh, worst finish at augusta it's just crazy since 96 is t40 any mcs none i i mean a lot of those starts weren't under the best of circumstances physically 2010 t4 um yeah 2015 t uh t17 2018 t32 so i'm not 20 t38 i'm not dismissing the challenge t38 was what you make a 10 or a nine I think it was a 10. 10. 10. Yeah. 38 with a 10. 10. Uh, yeah. That's, that's wild. You didn't make a 10 on the weekend. There's whatever, 60 guys in the field at that point, and you made a 10, and you're 38. Uh, anyways, did, did, I'm not suggesting the physical is not going to be a challenge. It's a very tough course to come back, but uh, I just think we're negating some of the history here. Uh, can we talk about the foot joy thing? I know everyone's tweeted about it. I just I, I, I don't want to pop Nike a little bit, but like, how, what a disaster. An absolute, unmitigated, national disaster for this apparel company born out of footwear, born, you know, by making footwear and being, you know, having ingenuity. Their main horse, main athlete for the last 20 years. What happened? You have to... Like I don't, I don't. I'm not here to fluff foot joy, uh, you know, uh, at all. But Nike and they, I don't know if they got. They just w- has he not been talking to them? Did he not give them a heads up that they could have put everything they, they had, had to it, bear on this? They, I don't think they could get it ready. I don't think they had the right shoe for the for the situation. He talked about it today, right? A little bit well, of the that, stability if you think thing. About, yeah, you think about the shoe he's wearing like everybody it it it, it probably is really super stable at the bottom right? right right and like you think about nike shoes and they're they're really flexible right it's just like a complete different construction is my guess you know and don't figure out a construction well, i don't I, I, I don't know anyway he's not, I'm not, he's not going out there in something uncomfortable right we're not gear guys we never talk about this in a Maybe serious we need light to get a shoe person should we, we should have gotten a shoe person we should have gotten a shoe guy on i just I, I i cannot believe for nike's sake that this has happened it, it just has to be a five alarm fire drill over there that's all uh anything else on tiger I know, I'm just excited that's that's all it's 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 so cool um and you know from where where it was it's amazing and yeah i i mean it's it's encouraging that beyond this week we might get tiger at other majors and tiger at more masters when when a year ago you thought that was never going to happen he wasn't going to play i mean we were talking about we hope he can walk and participate in activities with charlie and and sam and right we're going to get to see him play Augusta national in the masters right right uh all right let's get to our master's fact of the day while we're on the subject of of masters it is brought to you you know every time you say master's fact of the day you do. I like break out into my my daughter's really into Sesame Street. Sure. I just think of the letter of the day. That's the letter of the day. Yeah. Hey, hey. Well, I don't want to start saying I'm familiar with the, the song. The, yeah. yeah. It's brought to you by Elijah Craig, which is poured in front of me right now on the table here at the Dratty Cabin. Uh, every golfer has a unique style of play. That's part of what we love about watching the pros at the Masters. It also happens to be what we love about bourbon. Take Elijah Craig, for example, Andy. Every bottle of their award-winning small batch carries a signature warm spice and subtle smoke flavor. Right now, I have it in front of me neat in a master's cup, a plastic cup. I don't know if that's, 
you know, uh, putting lipstick on a pig there. Shouldn't it, it be like a, a, a well, more you know, the only thorough thing and hearty glass? The Masters brand, you know. Yeah, that's the, true. That's it's true. A, you know, that's like kind of a sandwich. That's true. Of, Are we, you know, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you got a good so, brand absolutely. in it. You got a, a good brand on the cup. And then you got a you got a cup that might not, you know, be... There's, there's so it's two, plastic yeah. from wherever, you know, who knows where that came from. Uh, pick up a bottle today. We got a promo code. Pick Didn't up a bottle we to today bottle. or we order online. Order online at drizzly.com. You get $5 off a bottle of Elijah Craig when you use the promo code FRIEDEGG5. That's all caps, no spaces. FRIEDEGG5. You get $5 off drizzly.com. I think drizzly is uh, BC guys. I think they made that that probably, super convenient. Probably doing pretty well. This yeah, is, it comes right to the door. Thing. Like you know, you're sitting at home and you yes. don't want to miss some of the masters. Yep, yep. So enjoy Fire the masters up. with golf signature sip. Elijah Craig, go to drizzly.com and use the promo code Fried Egg Five. Shotgun Start is brought to you by Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Bardstown, Kentucky. Forty-seven percent alcohol by volume. Elijah Craig reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. What is our Elijah Craig Masters? Fact of the day, it comes from Bama Bearcat, who I will be meeting tomorrow. I may see him over at Augusta National. I don't know if I'll have a bottom for him yet, but, but we will make sure he is duly uh, compensated. Bama Bearcat on Twitter. By 1933, Gene Sarazen had won two US, two U.S. Opens, three PGAs, and one British Open. So why didn't the best player in the world compete in the first Masters? Sarazen said years later that he remembered receiving an invitation by the that he didn't give the new tournament much thought. Sarazen, sounds like us opening our email. We've missed a lot of big emails and you know sponsors Tons. and things like that. It's like, oh, we just didn't get back to you. Uh, I mean, we might have missed. Uh, Sometimes uh, I forget uh, to open my mail. Your uh, snail mail, like yeah. the USPS. Yeah, of course. Of course, he pays attention to that stuff. Anyways, he got the new. T- he got the invitation. He didn't give the new tournament much thought. Sarazen agreed to play then in 1934 when he was invited by Bobby Jones instead of Clifford Roberts. And he promptly tied Jones's course record of 65 the first time he played the course in a practice round. So pay attention to that mail out there. You never know when you might be getting an invitation to a new golf tournament that could one day become the most powerful brand and, and event in, in golf. Uh, all right. Anything else on Tiger? Feels like we've dispensed with, or you know, I think we've gotten, we got gotten a, that out know. of there. What are your impressions of the golf course? You've now walked around. You've traversed. Is it hillier than you expected? Than you saw on TV? I'll tell you what gets muted by the big hills and the talk of the big hills. There's all those like little bumps and stuff, and you know some of them being a little bit romantic. These original bumps are a little out of play, but there's just <laughs> all these cool little humps and bumps, and obviously the greens. I I think the thing that always stands out to me about Gusa, and and particularly in person, is that there's so many courses that that say, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut that slope as green because you know we could never put a pin there. And that thinking at Augusta, like the, that is the stuff that makes Augusta so special is all the area that you'd never be able to put a pin, but it, it dispenses of shots and dispenses. sends them. T- That's the word of the podcast. This is unplanned. Go ahead. Yeah. Tumbling in different right. directions or funneling them towards pins. And that's really the cool thing when you get out and, and you can really like, I think one of the the neat things, and obviously, um, I'm going to be there all week, so I have a lot more time than most people are afforded. Uh, but I'm just going around, and, and I try and see the greens from as many angles as you can. Um, I think that's really the star of it. I think one thing I, I, I've i thought a lot about is one of the things that I think like it, it, it plagues a little bit of, of 11. I think 11's a world better hole than it was, but there's still this premise of them trying to prohibit things from happening, you know, prohibit the, the idea, like they're worried about players going at things or, and they're worried about score in this weird way. And I think that, that was the disappointing thing when I saw 11 is like the area on the right's just really weird um, of the green. It's just like super deep and it, and it kind of sits there and it's like a bathtub. And this is so nitty gritty inside baseball fried eggs 
architecture stuff but at the masters like everyone does that though but it's your Mm -hmm. beat the friday and and i just like i look at it and it's you're you're over there on the right and it's they put it in there to just make it hard it's not i think there it removes a lot of like cool shots we could see whether it be bumps and stuff because it's like you're in this like effectively artificial hollow over there and you have to flop it up out of it or putt it. And I saw Kisner and Stu Hagestad putt it exclusively today. It seems like those are the only two options. I, I watched Cam Champ maybe dump a ball or two in the water <laughs> from over there. So it's, it's going to be really hard. I think that that aspect, and, and I'm not, I haven't like settled in on this. I want to watch it in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is something that I'm not like solidified as a take. Like I don't like it. It's more of the fact of it just feels like they're trying to protect something. And I don't understand why, like the... What do you mean they're trying to protect? Like a I feel a like score? they're trying to protect a score. And okay. it to me, it just feels like the place should just allow. It should be a canvas and there should be repercussions for going certain places. It shouldn't be as bluntly obvious as the penalty is over on the right of 11. It just is too obvious for the golf course. Like... The golf course is filled with these intricacies and you learn where bad spots are. That one just has like a sign. Don't hit it here. But isn't everyone doing that? Yeah. It seems like everybody I watched again is like bailing. It's just, it doesn't have like the, the, it's just, Oh, when you're over there, then it reduces your options, right? It just like, it it just doesn't feel like it truly embodies the character. And again, I'm open to what I want to watch the golf, golf tournament yeah. played yeah. and, and kind of settle in like that's it's hard to like just have a steadfast opinion on something from watching practice rounds. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it in general, I think the other thing that I, I, I watched, I watched cam champ play the whole, he came up like 30 yards short of the trees. I think that's like a big thing that got overblown in the Anwa is that these trees are going to be like this huge impact. And he was like, he hit a drive and his caddy goes, that was perfect. Well, I don't know what, cause they were up there today. Right. I mean, I do more cow was in there. I, I, I don't know what happened there. Did he hit a, a maybe, four iron? Maybe or something? hit a duck. I don't know. I was I, right honestly, there they were up there. No, Stu was like, they weren't in the trees, but they were, you know, even with the trees. More cow was for sure. I, I don't know. I mean, Kim Champ's you know longest guy out there. I, I think they're going to there be was in a, play. it was into the wind yesterday, okay. Okay. and that maybe that's what it was. Is okay. that it was it was in the afternoon and it was and it was into the wind. But I I don't know, and it's going to be wet, so it's not going to bow yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, to but, be clear, we're talking about the three remaining trees yes. that remain on the right side. They extended out, and I would I would like to come up with a naming contest for these three. I don't know. I was joking we we're gonna name them the nina the pinta and the santa maria something that's a, a group of three the musketeer there's just these islands and there's the then you got the pine straw around them you know these islands out there in the middle of fairway uh i think got we nice got catch basin over there too. <laughs> my favorite thing they're thrown out there this beautiful slope and they decide yeah. to scoop it out and put a basin in there it's like <laughs> oh god your head's on your forehead well it, it's just like I, I and i know people don't want to hear about this stuff but I, I think it's they just do. this like magnificent house with like a you know a patch of aluminum siding on the on the right side of it that you hope nobody sees one thing i one thing i was thinking about today is like only at the masters though is like I, and it's not even just fried egg. Like you, this is your beat. You you know a ton about this. You want to talk about this architecture, but like Golf Channel at mainstream every the Golf Digest, like they spend so much time talking about like a couple trees. Like only at the Masters do they like really drill down on that. And like they care more about the golf tournament. And like what's more realistic is like it's there's eight, eight, seven more holes after it, and probably. A, you know, most guys are gonna make a par. It, like, is it gonna really impact it's, the yeah, tournament it's, a ton? It's certainly and, not the most dynamic hole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's gonna be it's, more dynamic this year. Yeah. Than it has been. Dynamic, th- you mean range of scores? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I actually like that. That increased penalty, and this is why I'm not completely settled on my opinion on that right side because I think that increased penalty on the right could encourage more play towards the pin. Than it has. That's been the problem is that all the plays away. And 
You know, I, I just generally think that a lot of things in golf architecture are counterintuitive to what you think. And so the natural reaction to, oh, it's too soft and easy over there is to make it harder. And that's usually the wrong answer. That's like yeah. the same thing with tigers hitting it too far. It, we have to protect the course against tiger. Let's, oh, we should narrow the fairways. Right. Well, that just plays more into his hands. But that's like the natural inclination is always to go to like that. And it seemed... To me, the natural inclination, if you're sitting in a room talking about the 11th with a committee, you would say, well, you know, the problem is everybody bails right and it's an easy up and down. And the natural inclination would say, well, why don't we make the right side harder? And yeah. that's what they've done. They lowered it a little bit, right? A foot or yeah, two. It's, it's really deep. I mean, I, I took a picture of Camp Champ over there. It's like above his head. Yeah. I mean, he's so got to put up a slope or lob one. It's like a six-feet slope. Okay. Um, and if you go back and look at the Larry Mize chip, Larry Mize was like above the bunker. Now, he was a little bit further right, but it was just, you know, it was not a, it wasn't a depression. And and it, I, I just think that's, I don't know. It's just a more obvious situation. It makes it more hit it here or else. Uh, Which isn't the master's flavor. The tee shot, though, has completely switched, right? The tee shot went from, like, the most one of the most one-dimensional shots on the course, hit it in the fairway, or else you're chipping out. Yeah. Or and, find kitty letter alley. Yeah, Just and you, you have land. to hit a fade, yeah. and you have to hit it to this one spot. And now the tee shot's actually, like, really, like, freewheeling, like, wide open. And it's beautiful. It's, it, like, great. So it's funny because the tee shot's gone from that and now the second shot, but the second, sh it's a second shot golf course. So that's where I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely, I just want to watch play on it. Yeah. Uh, one more. I just want to talk about 15 real quick. I thought it was interesting to hear JT. Can you tell your story yeah, about 15? <laughs> 15. Okay. <laughs> this is a good story. I was saving this for odds and ends of observations, but 15. So I, I, I you go to 14 and it like dead ends there and you kind of got to walk up 15, right? And you can't see the T because it's way back. And so I'm like waiting at the crosswalk on 15 and this ball comes, you know, landing up there. I landed pretty close, like had to be, I don't know, just nowhere in the vicinity of where we see balls go and where we see, you know, those heroic second shots. Probably a 230 drive. I don't know, 240. So. And I was like, holy shit. How far back did they move that tee? The balls are landing here. What is, how far? I thought it was 15 yards. They push it like 60, 100. So I'm waiting there on the rope line for the guys to come up the tee and coming up over the crest is Larry Mize. <laughs> and Bernhard Leonard was like, oh, 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 all right, all right. That, I guess, uh, and we had uh, another a colleague on the ground who did not think, did Mize get, get to the fairway on 11 or you said by like 15, 20 yards, but barely got to the fairway on 11 so that's another i mean that's our favorite sort of uh, annual thing like it's just it's heroic shot, to watch the these guys grind it's, their ass the, off the ability to see every single one of larry mize's shots is incredible because you see where he's playing from and it's like he's hitting three wood into one he's hitting three wood into 11 he's hitting three wood so apparently he barely got to the fairway on 11 and then hit it three wood short of the water five, on 11. he can't get over the hill on five it comes rolling back to him <laughs> it's unbelievable the difference Different game. I was just 15. I because you don't know who's practicing. You don't have the tee sheet, and it's like, wow. And then coming up, walk sauntering up the hill. It's Larry Mize. Uh, I would just say 15. When that when that first announcement, I was like, ah, that just seems like not a lot, like changing much. But I've heard these guys talk about it now, and it's like it seems to maybe have have a real impact and wind dependent, wind dependent for sure. But Kyle Morkow is like, you are absolutely going to have to think about the shot. JT was like, I I mean that shot's hard as it was. To begin with, I think you're three wood, four wood, like you're going to uh, five wood, you're going to be 240 into the wind, 250 into the wind. There's going to be that shot come back into play. And like you really have to think about it. And today I watched uh, Fleetwood and Lowry lay back, Shane Lowry lay back, uh, and they were doing like the layback to, you know, pretty far, like a full wedge or whatever, not going way down there. Jeff Ogilvie's talked about the danger of going as far up and to the right as you, as you you can because that's a really hard shot but it just seems like a lot of guys are tinkering with that hole right now and, and how they could play it and it may end up being you know the, there's no wind and they just hit it up there and they're hitting six irons but uh you had a photograph like, like really 
illustrated the depth, the lack of depth there. Everybody has, hears about that. I would encourage you to go check out your photo journal that you, that you got up there on, on Monday, like really cool angles of that hole and others. But I just think 15 changes might have more impact than I thought in terms of how that hole is played. And of course, they wouldn't have done it unless they were trying to impact. This is something I was thinking about is that every player talked about those changes. You just ran down a litany of yeah. players who talked about them. And when Tiger was asked about the changes, what he, say? He, he went to 11 and then he talked about 13 being softened, which oh. was, you know, he just talked about the greens. What do you mean by green. softened? So redu- reduction of slope. Okay. And I'm guessing it's to accommodate the ever increasing green speeds. So we're, we're getting less slope for faster, um, but to get more pins. And that's what he said. They only soften to get more pins for the most part. And he's like, there should be more pins, but he didn't say a word about 15, which to me tells me that he's seen 15 like that. Yep. He's played it. These guys have never seen 15 where you actually had to make that. And and to him, it's not a change. Yeah. So that was just something that popped into my brain about JT, all these young guys who just bully that hole. They've bullied that hole for their lives. Right. They've never seen it when it was it it had like if you hit it in the fairway and you maybe catch it on the neck a little, you might have a wooden. Yeah, you might have a yeah. And then all of a sudden it becomes a lot different. Yeah, they just they talk about the difference between hitting like two thirty and two forty or it's fifty is difference. massive for these guys, yeah. especially into that green. And I mean, the difference between two twenty and two forty for yeah. a tour pro is is huge. Yep, I think Lamagna. Joe, Joseph Lamania has said so much with me. It's like there's like big differences when you get close to the green mm-hmm. and then huge differences actually from 220 plus. Yep. Uh, one more. I, I know we're doing core stuff, but this is like mandatory for Augusta National. You talked about the softening at uh, at 13. You talked about the, the pinnable area or the non-pinnable areas that, that sort of change uh, – trajectories of ball i thought it was interesting to hear spieth oh. talk about the putting there that just i want to get back to this the, the pin the whole locations pin placements and the slope he goes uh, you know putting always seems to inspire you here why he goes they don't have to trick anything out i think more and more on the pga tour we're seeing whole locations like the whole slopes here and they find the one little crown or they go to the crown of a ridge and you go here. You just don't see that very often at Augusta. I'd say, like, I mean, they don't do slope whole locations near slope, right, on the tour. Here, they're fast and firm. If you hit it at the right spot, you've got a chance. If you don't, you've got to play defense. I just really enjoy it. I think the speed of the greens, the faster, I enjoy faster greens. And, you know, using my imagination, you know, around those greens. But I thought it was interesting. He kind of called out PGA Tour hole locations for getting a little tricky. Well, I think the... the th- the underlying aspect of that is the architecture. Yeah. Okay. Sure. PGA tour greens, they're pretty flat around the hole in general. What Augusta has is it's pretty flat. If you hit a, this is what makes it. If you hit a great shot, you have a very good look, right? Yeah. It's flat, but it's a very small area that you have to hit the great shot into Mm -hmm. from a very difficult lie. And then if you miss that spot, this, this is that unpinnable slope. That unpinnable slope, those ridges that create those little areas will send your ball tumbling far away. So you might have only missed it by 15 feet and your ball ends up 40 feet away. Yeah. On the tour, your ball ends up 15 feet away because they don't have those pronounced, pronounced uh, slopes. I gotcha. That makes sense. Sawgrass well, has a little bit of that, where, and that's what's made Sawgrass an iconic course. Riviera has some of that too. If you think about the great golf courses on the PGA Tour, they have those things. The yeah. the the courses we lament about, uh, TPC Sod Farm, that does not <laughs> have anything like that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Ball's kicking away. One more. We got to do this. We, we do, we're not doing our normal quote roundup, but we're getting a few in here with, with Tiger JT. Maybe we'll do quote round, roundup tomorrow. Just a Wednesday podcast of we quotes. We could do Ridley and quotes. Oh, the Ridley. Yeah, we, we could, could do, do Ridley. You could just read through some quotes. Just read I his transcript. I think we should get reading. into the quick quick quotes. Oh, I like Kokrak? What do you have to say about playing? <laughs> Somebody asked about what it was like to play a practice round by himself. He's like, you know... He didn't want to say, like, I don't have friends, but I, you know, I like going out by myself. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, it was like, why did you try to play with Tiger? It's like, oh, I think he probably had his game set. And I didn't, like, it's just trying to maneuver out of that one. We'll go through the quick quotes. But while we're, we're on speed, not a change, three. What what they change with three? Can you talk to us about that? So the front, New of, green the front of it, yeah, they resurfaced the green. Um, the front. And the front of it, the front left of it, a lot of the greens at Augusta have these kind of like rims. Yep. Um, yep. Again, this is not something that's exciting to talk about. No. But these rims, I don't think, I, I didn't see it in 1934. It's hard to, to say. But I don't think that those rims were part of the golf course. The third had one of those rims on the left side. And I think players grew accustomed to that little, that rim. What it does is it kind of saves shots. Saves some, yeah. So, and that, that rim has been removed and it's a, uh, it, it's what it should be. It's a really, really beautiful line, right? It just falls off like the way you would want a green to fall off. Like yep. it, you know, a natural slope would fall off, right? There's yep. no like little build up and then a fall off. So now that what it's done is it's created this clean edge and it's made that left pin more severe. Sunday pin, usually the Sunday pin. And, uh, but speed that. So they've made that a little bit tougher. Right. So that they've, they've taken something. Right. What and Spieth complained, and I don't know if you have the full quote from, it. I mean, but he complained. Uh, we'll get to that. But like, keep this in context. They added a ton of short grass on the left, which makes it far easier. The to right get or the left? The left, left. over the okay. bunker. I gotcha. Okay. So yep. that short grass over the left on the bunker makes it way easier. That's the spot all of them should be hitting it to to get it to the back right pin. I see. And that wasn't an available shot last year. That's and that should be like. A Bryson really astute, yeah. In there, left. A yeah. really astute player will hit it over there, and they will have a really easy pitch up there for to make a birdie. And that was an unavailable shot. So one pin's gotten harder. Mm -hmm. uh, another pin on the green that is used one day of the week has gotten a lot easier. So you usually don't hear players express this sort of unequivocal disapproval, and I, I mean it's disapproval with this change on three. This is speed. It's it's pretty severe on that left side now. It was like it was always severe. Now it's pretty wicked. Just a little bit, a bit of a change in the drop of the depth once the ball feeds over the green. But it's such a small area with firm surfaces, and no balls are staying up short now. If it just goes over your really tough position. Uh, it, it's almost like that Sunday pin was so challenging, and now it's almost an automatic layup when you hit a wedge. So you're not tempting to go near the green or on the green. So I think that's kind of a bit odd just because it was already so difficult. I would say calling a change kind of a bit odd from someone who has a fair amount of authority about the place already, as we discussed. Uh, I'm not suggesting he's right, wrong, or indifferent. It was just one of the more interesting quotes that I don't know got a lot of play. I'd be wonder, I'd be curious if all the rims got removed, what the, what the players would think. Yeah. I mean, they're used to playing with backboards every week, right? I mean, the rims, backboards, I don't know, they, they need some sort of... Uh, I do the apparatus. grandstand placements at Augusta are terrific. Yeah. They're so far out of play. You know, and it's so funny when you're out there watching and somebody hits it hits it in into the grandstand because it's so peaceful out there and it's like a jarring, you know, the grandstands are wood and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like a jarring loud noise. We're like, whoa. Actually coming like four they could but I mean it's a part three. I know it's longer. It's not like you're ripping three wood into it, but Four, you could, it's kind of in behind it, you know. There's, there's not a lot of opportunities. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like where they would, like what would be the most like offensive you really spot. Bad, you have to hit a really bad shot to get it into the grandstands in most what, cases. What would be the most offensive like backboard they could put out there if the tour came behind in? Behind 12. <laughs> well, I was thinking 12. <laughs> but then you'd have ricocheting back into the water. 
Because it's well, uh, you could do a soft tarp. Like you could <laughs> angle it a certain way. <laughs> you could just a, you could funnel two, them into the bunker, the, the back bunker. I was gonna say twelve. All right, the, the I think tour 12, would find a way to put 12, one back there. Twelve and thirteen. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. 15 15 they put one right behind 15 yeah in between 16 right like, on yeah. top of the pond yeah. yeah which is actually in play i poo pooed the pond being in play that was a bad take what the Q&A 16 pod. pond yeah a 15 pod oh oh okay all right all right okay uh, i think that does it for the course Do you have any other impressions walking around i mean we kind of hit on a fair amount of the changes i mean i can drop some impressions on the course every day going you could. Out from now on you will so, we'll you see know, a lot we'll, of it we'll, in action yeah yeah uh let's get our picks to win i did write a piece about the 11th hole that will air tomorrow so you can read air. about my, my publish uh, publish tomorrow for yeah sorry i you know I, I don't write as much you know i'm, I'm more of a talk let's guy, do these esoteric questions these are so good does the redesign of 11 make it more of a hitter's or pitcher's hole? Asking for Leishman's sake. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Is it a hitter's or pitcher's hole? Well, I think, uh, I think it's actually, it's a pitcher's hole. Because, and that would, that would, what does that, that mean? Would what are we saying? Well, you that know, means? the big ballpark is becomes yeah. a pitcher's park, right? Like what yes, is it? Seattle's yes. super big. Is in Seattle super big ballpark? Yeah, it's a, a great pitchers them. park. Yeah. So the tee shots. San become, Diego. It's become so luxurious that it becomes about precision on the second shot. It becomes about a guy that can keep the ball, that can bat it around, Go both has, ways. has ultimate bat control. You know, he can hit the ball to Contact. right field. Yeah. Contact. That's good. All right, so we're saying. See, and if push. you end up over on the right, like you, you got to have you know a deft touch. You got to be able to lay down the suicide squeeze when it calls for it. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, I should have pre-approved these. Um, we uh, could get to more. We could do yeah, a we'll Q- do more. Why don't we just do a quick Q and A pod tomorrow? We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, with, maybe with, we'll do a few more. All right. Q and A. I love. I love the hitters of pitchers could, hole. It's we, pretty good. It's we pretty could good. put. We could put a. We could put another ad in there. We could oh, there another go. sponsorship. Just, yeah, just lard up the podcast <laughs> a little bit more. Um, all right. Who's your pick to the win? Uh, I'm taking Brooksy. One I, and done. Yeah, I'm taking him for one and done. I obviously, if I was, if I had the full. My full repertoire, I always pick with my one and done in mind. But I do believe that I like his, you know, I just, I mean, it's a major. And he plays great in majors. And I don't know if you've heard this. He plays great in majors. And he played really well in Austin. Played great in Austin. So I like his form coming in. He has to feel snubbed about not getting a press conference. I truly believe that. He didn't get a press. This is the stuff that happened. Do you think he turned it down? It makes no sense. And I'm not disparaging anyone who came through there. But like Sam Burns, Xander, um, uh, Scotty Scheffler's number one player in the world. He should. But there's just guys that aren't accomplished as Brooks. This and is this comes from I think Paulie. He turned it down. This com- comes from Paulie. Yeah, Paulie uh, got he, me on the Brooks train too. He, Writes on the Fried Egg website. We have a master's hub. You can find everything there. Go to the friedegg.com. There's a lot of articles like there. I'm just larding it up here. But this is a great stat from Pauly. Brooks has finished top 10 in 15 of his last 22 majors. Just how good is that? As a frame of reference, Tiger's most top 10s in a 22-major stretch in his career is 18. I like it. That's a good stat he's healthy he's playing well he's always done well like, at the and that's the other thing he pointed out is like last year for example he was like one of his non-top tens was last year when he couldn't even squat down to read a putt yeah this i mean this is boring i, I was gonna say all, the same player for many of the same take reasons ollie who is he a sleeper ollie Who's Ollie? Maria Jose Maria. Oh, oh, I thought it was like Ali Osborne in the field again. Uh, no, no. I'm going with Brooks Kepka. Uh for many of the same reasons. I'm not gonna repeat yourself. Uh I yeah, I he does well at the majors. He's kind of being lurking, right? He, I don't know why you don't give a four time major winner more hype than he gets. And uh I he's always done well at Augusta National when healthy. So I'm going with Kepka. Polly sold me. Uh who's the oldest player to make the cut? I saw that was a question. Larry Mai is going to bat it around. 
I don't know. We'll do that at Q&A I mean, next Bernie's week. Bernie's getting up there. Do you have a dark horse sleeper for your DFS fans out there? We are a picks and gambling podcast, dark horse or sleeper. I and I don't even know what qualifies I, I started looking into the rookies because of Zalatoris last year and, yeah. and the youth. And I actually really like two guys. I like Cam Young, even though he doesn't pitch the ball well. Um, but I really have got myself in on... Uh, on uh, Taylor on, on Gooch, yeah, Gucci man, <laughs> Taylor Gooch. He's he's fifth in uh, around the greens and fifteenth in approach. Good combo, good recipe. And he's been like quietly, like it's just been like a quiet. The normal, he's had the normal pro- progression as of if you went back ten years, everybody would like Taylor Gooch is like the the format of tour players. Yeah. He's just gotten a little better every year. And because he's 30 or whatever he is, he gets overlooked, but it's been just this beautiful ascension of a player and he's become really consistent. He's played really well. And I just think that game's going to rep be he's, he's a, a plus guy. He's only negative in stroke skin off the tee. And I was like, it's just barely negative, and I looked at his stats. It's like he averages like three hundred three off the tee. It's not like he's a poofer. Like, right, three hundred three right. is now ninetieth right. on the tour in 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 distance. You know what we just blew over is our favorite Tuesday segment at Augusta. Favorite tee, tee times. times. I know. You want to rip through them? We can do. I'm going to do real quick. My favorite one is Stu Hagestad. You know, Will, Slenderman. Will, Will needs to eat. Will hasn't been out of the house. We haven't oh. let Will out of the house all day. Where's Will. Oh, that's don't talk like that. Come on, like he's being held against his will. God, he said that um, we were talking about whether to order in or or, or go out. Eight o'clock. And, and Will goes, Will goes. Well, I really vote for going out and because now it's it could be because I'm the only one that hasn't left the house all oh, day. Oh God, I like Hagestad and Sandy Lyle is a great one. Billy Ho, Psycho Billy. Why don't and we even, just save this for a Wednesday pod? Okay, we, we'll do I don't want to overpromise here. Yeah, I. I'm suspecting that may not come to fruition, but we'll see. Maybe it's a Thursday morning. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. Everyone enjoy your Tuesday evenings. We are pumped to be at the Dratty Cabin all week. I, you know, so grateful to be back. I think we're having a lot of fun. Have daily podcasts, maybe a Wednesday podcast in there too, but certainly after every tournament round going forward. Thanks again. (laughs) 